0: As I was saying when we were introducing Barra and Connor and Caitlin that um, it seems a good time to be welcoming um, our teens to their first communion. It's a new year. And uh, I left New Year's Day to to Paul. So this is my first Sunday here at the front. And um, we've just had the nativity, which was taken away slightly earlier for the Alexander... Uh, wedding, the McQueen wedding I suppose Ross would like to say, but we're in Fitzroy so the Alexander wedding seems the right way to put it, when Jean and Ross get married just after Christmas, so I always, I'd like to have it I would like to have the cross and the nativity up all year because they're very important things I think but there's the seasons and the cross will come back for Advent and we'll bring the nativity back next year, but there's something about that nativity that is about newness God born as a baby And then there's something about New Year, which is about newness. And then this reading from the lectionary this morning is about Jesus' baptism. And there's something in that about newness, newness of life. And then there's bringing uh, Caitlin and Barra and Connor into full membership and to this table for the first time. And so that's been running all around my head. And I'm thinking, I suppose, especially about Barra and Caitlin and Connor. But To be honest with you, I said to them upstairs earlier, I'll pretend I'm speaking to them, but really it's for all the rest of you. Ross and Jane's wedding was a particularly joyous one. Um, Ross and Jane got engaged in Uganda when Ross was working and doing a placement out there looking at the water projects of Fields of Life. And I said at the wedding, I said, you know, when when a a daughter of Fitzroy brings a guy to church, Janice particularly is on the I mean, I'm the theological correspondent, you might not think that, but I am, and Janice is the romantic correspondent, so she's asking me, who is he? Is he good enough? All that kind of stuff. Be careful, girls, be careful. And so Ross appeared. Well, is he good enough? So I thought, well, I know that McQueen thing, I know who they are, and yeah, her... her, uh, his mother was at Sism with me, Port Rush Sism, so that seems all right. And he went to Balamina Academy, and there's nothing but good comes out of Balamina Academy. And His fa- grandfather gave me my first pair of glasses because he was the optician in Balamina. It seems all right. And then we got the amazing opportunity that when we landed in Uganda last summer, that it was Ross's last day in Uganda, and we had a whole morning with him. He thought it was getting to know us, but Janice was actually interviewing him. And by the end of that, we had to conclude, as I said at the wedding, our question was, is Jane good enough for us? They're an incredibly uh, energetic and joyous couple, full of passion for life and love for Christ. So when I was speaking at their wedding, I couldn't help go to that place where they got engaged, which is at the top of Murchison Falls in Murchison Park, where... um, where some of us will be in the summertime. It's about two and a half hours from Oneilaku Primary School. And around it is this incredible, incredible park of teeming with animals of all kinds. But if you go out in the Nile cruise, you go down the Nile and you can come round this corner and... If you're brave enough, those who are going this summer, you can get out and sit in this stone, this rock, out of the boat, and behind you is Murchison Falls. Now, if you're really brave, and we won't have the time for it, you can go right up to the top of the falls. And right at the top of the falls, Wikipedia tells me, there's a seven-meter gap in the rock, and 300 cubic meters per second... ...go through this seven metre gap. At the top of Murchison Falls... ...the Nile forces its way through the gap. It's the outlet into Lake Victoria. 3,000 cubic metres per second of water... ...over the falls... ...squeezes into a gorge less than 10 metres wide. It is explosive. It is full of energy... And I couldn't help but think as I was marrying Ross and Jean, that that was an image of what their married lives can be in Christ. And I want to bring it back today to you guys. To Barbara and Connor and Caitlin. But to all of us. To all of us. I couldn't help as I was Preparing for the, the wedding and then for today, to think about that as an image of the new life of the gospel, this torrent of water coming through. And then my mind starts to go, and I start to get all poetic and think, well, and on, on one side of this, there's this dam building up. And as the dam builds up, you get this kind of shuch, we would call it in Balamina. It's a big shuch, but it's a shuch. Don't ask me to spell shuch. But you get that stagnant pool bit like the one in C.S. Lewis that when I spoke about it in Campbell College Robert Robinson at the end of the service said to me come and I'll take you to C.S. Lewis's pool and if you go down the driveway you can go into this really stagnant pool which the day we went unfortunately with the headmaster with us, some of the pupils from Campbell had left a lot of junk in that pool it's not moving it's stagnant it's full of rubbish it's smelly it's trapped it's dull. It's an awful place to live. But just one creek in the dam, and suddenly that stagnant water can become a torrent of fresh water going out into new life. And I was thinking about this stagnant part of the pool that life is before Christ in baptism, in the story we read this morning, in resurrection after uh, he was crucified rips through into this new life I was thinking about what the stagnant life of a non Jesus centred life would be and I wasn't quite getting it until the very last thing I read on Facebook before I went to shave this morning, literally I give it one more scan down, I'm about to go upstairs, I'm already late, you can ask Patricia because I was and I saw this thing and it's an interview with Andrew Garfield who's one of the priests in the new movie Silence, which is that movie that Scorsese in his deep Catholic faith is working out from Shisaku Endo's book Silence about these priests in Japan. And the headline caught my attention. Garfield said he'd never prayed for 33 years of his life until he had to do this part of a priest. And I always wondered if you were Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ Superstar, would it not be like a meditation in the life of Jesus at some level at least to make you think who was he and all that kind of stuff. And I've never read any actor who was actually moved by doing the part. But Garfield said he would never prayed and then he had to be a priest doing a lot of praying. So for a year he learned what it was to pray. And then he says this, it's a long quotation, but let me read some of this. Because this is the stagnant pull before it bursts through Murchison Falls into this gush of fresh, powerful, positive thrill. This is what he says. I realise that we're praying all the time. It's just we're not conscious of what we're praying to. We're worshipping all the time. There's that human impulse to worship and to exalt and to long for, to, for, to long for connection to the divine. We are, unfortunately, it goes on, in a culture being driven and guided more often than not to worship things that are false and empty, like celebrity culture, like consumer goods, a new pair of shoes, popularity, being a success by what modern standards mean a nice car, a beautiful spouse, two children, and a picket fence. These are all lies that we've been sold. And as I'm reading those, I'm thinking of the stagnant pool. Can you see the stagnant pool that our culture wants us to float around in? It's just this meaningless, these lies. Andrew Garfield, not the preacher, says. And then he goes on. Given very easy access to worship, I find myself understanding that on a deeper level, or no, sorry, in a deeper way, and it really scared me, And devastated me to be more awake to the mass brainwashing that our culture has been dragged into. We have to really seek how to cut ties to it. We have to really do our own work to do that and help each other through that. Anyway, I had a year of exploring, I suppose, the idea of worship. This idea of what it is that we are truly longing for and how do we actually go to the places that can feed us with that longing. It's certainly not McDonald's. It's certainly not the consumer culture we're in. It's something invisible and mysterious. And we get glimpses of eternity every day whether we're looking up from our iPhones to notice. Wow, but that quote just really grabbed my attention. Everything, I guess, a preacher would want to say to three teenagers coming for the first time to the Lord's table. But would want to say to the congregation and actually would want to say to himself. There's a stagnant pool that masquerades as the things that we think will give us meaning. And things that we should worship and things we should go after. And things that we should be almost praying to. But Garfield has seen the emptiness in that. And as we come to this table today some of us for the first time it's certainly not McDonald's it's certainly not consumer culture he says we need to find something invisible and mysterious glimpses of eternity Caitlin, Connor, Barra Fitzroy, Fitzroy's minister this is what we long that Fitzroy would be in a Sunday morning That it would be this bursting through, not stagnant, but bursting through like murchison falls with power and freshness. And a meaning that is going to give us a deep down sense of purpose. The reading this morning tells us that Jesus committed. His baptism, there was no need to cleanse him of sin because he had no sin. It was far more a commitment to what 30 years of his life Had been leading to. And it's his commitment. And then it's the spirit descending to equip him. To do what he's committed to. Barra. Caitlin. Connor. Fitzroy. In a new year. Will we commit. To bursting through. Rather than being stuck. In the cultural. Stagnant pool. To be Jesus like. To have Jesus as a centre as we were reading about earlier, our source, our vision. New communicants. What do I want for you? Well, I want you to take the darkness and bring and pour and shine light into it. I want you to find the unjust ways of the world and live differently. I want you to be the changes that Jesus wants to see in the world. I want you to live a life of truth and grace that will make you different from those around you but not a different that repels those around you but a different that draws them to the Jesus that you're following. I want you to come to this table month after month not as some boring ritual that you have to do but as a life-giving mystery of God nourishing you to live a life of revolution in your generation. I want you to have a holiness. Yes, a holiness, I'll use that old-fashioned word, but a holiness that doesn't feed your own self-righteousness, but that feeds the needs of the stagnant neighborhood, city, country, and world that are listening to the lies around them and long to see someone connecting with the invisible, mysterious other. Let me finish with a quote from La La Land. I'm quoting two movies this morning. I haven't been to a movie for a long time. I don't do movies. I can't even find movies in the plane that I like anymore. I'm so 55. But there was a snippet, a trailer of La La Land, one of the hits of the Christmas cinema season, apparently. And the guy says this This is the dream. Therefore, you've got to give it everything that you've got. This is the dream. Therefore, you've got to give it everything you've got. Andrew Garfield is saying to us that we can float around in the stagnant, empty nothingness of the culture around us. Or, Stockman's saying, we can be like that, <clears throat> water and Murchison and falls, powerfully transformative. The birth of Jesus, the baptism of Jesus the life of Jesus, the death of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, Jesus at the right hand of the Father says, this is the dream. This is what we're about. (coughs) Therefore, you've got to give it everything that you've got. I pray, Caitlin, Connor, Barra, that that might be your life experience and that the rest of us might follow suit. Let's pray. Lord, you're asking where we are. What we are. Where you would want us to go. Carry these images of the culture and of the new life of baptized, crucified, resurrected Jesus home with us. That we might see the dream And give it everything we've got. Thanking you that it's by your grace. That you invite us once again. To life. And life in all its fullness. In Jesus name. Amen.